Here at How Star Wars Is It, the most important holiday of the year is, of course, May the 4th. And since we're still in the middle of the holiday season, we went out and saw the perfect May the 4th holiday movie, Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise, Rise of, of Skywalker. How Star Wars Is It? Well, hey there, Mike. Well, hi, Josiah. Hey, welcome to and hello to our listeners. Yeah, and hello to you and, and you, to you and to you. And, you. and that's all the listeners, the, all four. Yeah, all, <laughs> uh, welcome. This is How Star Wars Is It? Um, it is the only podcast. That's right. And of course, the only podcast, the original podcast. And what's the what's the concept? What's the conceit, you may well, ask? take a look at the title and make a guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. We want to find out how Star Wars things are. What does that mean? That means we take everything that has Star Wars in the name. We put it all into a big pot and we make a big chili in, out of uh, it. You throw in the video game. You throw in a comic mm-hmm. book. You throw in all the movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then whatever that is, we're comparing everything to that big sort of hodgepodge combination of things to see how Star Wars it is. It's not how good it is, not how bad it is. I... Let me be very clear, because mm-hmm. that's going to be important this episode. <laughs> it's not how good it is right. or how bad it is. It's how Star Wars it is, and that's what and we're you trying know to what? figure out. Uh, this, this podcast came about um, from the way of thinking, you know, people, people go out and see a Star Wars movie. We can yeah. go back as far as even Empire Strikes Back, and someone goes yes. and sees it, and they're like, well, that wasn't very Star Wars. Uh-huh. And that... that uh, system of logic is sort of where this podcast comes from like if someone says oh wow that felt a lot like star wars like what does that mean exactly and this is the first time since the inception of this show that we get to react right along with all of you and we don't have any uh (laughs) pre-cooked feelings about something because we both saw it last night really late Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. So we, yeah, uh, this is opening weekend. We're posting this the Monday after opening weekend, uh, you know, as soon as we can get it up, really. Oh, yeah. So we should probably say right now, it's going to be a spoiler-filled episode in case you didn't read <laughs> yes. the title, which probably has spoilers in the title. <laughs> yeah, it probably has spoilers in the title in all caps twice. Um, right, <laughs> right. So, yeah, this is, we are not a podcast that is like, we're going to do a spoiler-free review. And we're also not really right. reviewing this movie, at least not on quality. Well, like, well, not entirely, at least, because we are, <laughs> <laughs> but we are going to get into spoilers um, and in talking about how Star Wars this movie is, because, of course, that's that's inherent in the process of talking about the movie. We're going to have to talk about plot and all sorts of other stuff. Right. So, But do you get it? Does this make sense? I think it makes sense. I think We're it's a clear. We're not saying how good it is. We're saying how Star Wars it is. And to be clear, we probably will say how good it is in this episode, too, but that's not what's important, all right? No, right. What's important is how Star Wars it is, baby, okay? Right. Now, And maybe before we tip our hand one way or the other of what we really thought about it, should we play the recordings we made of ourselves before we saw the movie? Yeah, so Mike had a fun idea where it was like, let's do some... uh, uh, Mike went to see the movie with friend of the show, Michael Delaney. That's right. 
Um, so Mike had the idea to do some interviews, some questions about like, what do you think the movie will be like? Uh, like, would you have any theories? And I went to see it by myself. So I just kind of recorded some of my predictions about what we might see. <laughs> um, so yeah, we we did that. Like kind of, I did it literally like in the parking lot before I walked into the theater. So this was like right before I saw the movie, what, what I was thinking. And I forgot to, until we were sitting down in our seats. <laughs> in fact, when I got to the theater, it was our, our movie was at eight forty, and I got there at like right at eight. And then I forgot my glasses and I ran back to my car to get them. Anyway, it was probably 10 after eight by the time that uh, we started moving. But right before Delaney got there, I saw this line outside of where they take your tickets at this theater. And I was like, oh, my God, there's people lining up. And there were like maybe six people. And this was at, you know, eight for an 840 mm. movie. And I was like, is this the 840 line? And they're like, this is the 940 line. <laughs> and I was like, Jesus. oh, God. Do you know what's amazing, Mike, is I was in the theater with uh, an entire row to myself and three other people in the theater. Oh. Yeah, wild. We, uh, my, my theater also was not completely full. Yeah. I, and to, for everyone, like I'm working in a rural area and the town I went to has a population of like 100,000. And I went to a, an 11, 10 p.m. showing. So I think everyone in that city who wanted to see the movie had already seen it. And it was just people like me who were working and couldn't make it. So it was like yeah, me and like three other people. Right. And we uh, watched the movie um, in complete silence. Very polite the whole time. Um, but yeah, let's, should we play our, our pre, pre-show things? Yeah, let's hear All right, it. Here we go. How Star Wars is it? Everybody, this is Mike Gospel on the scene with Michael Delaney. We're sitting in our seats at the theater for The Rise of Skywalker. And I have some pre-movie questions I want to ask Delaney here and we can maybe discuss. Uh, first question, who do you think directed this movie? Uh, uh, Colin Trevorrow. Yeah, probably. Uh, okay, so um, do you think we'll see Unkar Plutt again and follow up? If we do, will he be wearing a little metal hat like Watto to show that time has passed? That's my hypothesis, yes. Okay, cool. Um, I'm just going to keep this rolling. <laughs> Which of J.J. Abrams' famous friends do you think will be in this movie? I'm putting money on Bradley Cooper. You know, I don't think he's appeared in one of those yet, so let's uh-uh. be Coops. Be Coops. Um, I think Jennifer Garner might be a main character. I think she plays Luke. Is any of this audible? <laughs> do you think it will be better or worse than any of these other famous ninth movies? War for the Planet of the Apes? X-Men Apocalypse, Land Before Time 9, Journey to Big Water. I think it's got a good chance of being better than two of those. You can't really count the Planet of the Apes as the ninth. It's not a sequel. It's uh, I Wikipedia movies franchises with nine entries, and that's what it said. Well, you must be right. Take it up with Wiki, dude. This is good. This is good. <laughs> right? Right, Josiah? <laughs> What do you think is a new idea that will be introduced late into this movie? God. <laughs> no one's ever talked about Judeo-Christian God? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How many other people in this room right now do you think have Star Wars podcasts? I'd say about 40%. <laughs> Easy. That looks about right. I mean, they all got phones. Apparently, <laughs> mm. that's all you need. <laughs> And Anchor.fm. This is going to ruin our childhood. Your thoughts? 
same. <laughs> it's, it's, it hasn't even started, and it's, my child is already being soured. Yeah, my childhood... Do you remember our childhood? Our shared childhood together? Yeah. In our separate states? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Just so you remember your childhood? Okay, we'll check in after the movie to see if any of these predictions came true. Do you have any last wild prediction for the movie? Like I said, God, uh, and I think by the end of it, we will say he has risen. The rise of God. It's about Easter. (laughs) Thanks for listening to our podcast. We're sorry to see you go. (laughs) How Star Wars is it? All right, here's the deal. Mike is doing some questions, some interviews, but I'm going to this movie by myself because I had to go after the show that I did, and so I'm seeing an 11 p.m. showing at a town that was 45 minutes away from where I was, and so I drove there, and I'm going to drive back at like 3 in the morning, and I have a show tomorrow morning at 10, so that's how much I love you all, sweeties, and that's how much I ostensibly love Star Wars, um, and I don't have any friends, so no one came with me. Mike is my only friend. Cut, cut that part out. Josiah, remember to cut the part out where you say Mike is your only friend because I don't want him to get a big head. All right, here are my predictions about Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker. I'm not doing questions because I have no one to ask, so I'm asking myself, Josiah, what are your predictions? Here's my predictions. I think this movie will be Return of the Jedi. I think it'll be a shot-for-shot remake of Return of the Jedi, and I think Jabba the Hutt will be there in the very beginning, and it won't be explained. I think in the very end, there, there will be Ewoks, and they will sing Yub Nub, And they will be banging on stormtroopers' helmets like their drums. And they, once again, won't explain it. They'll just have some Ewoks playing Yub-Nub on the stormtrooper helmets. And everyone's going to love it. There's also going to be a metal bikini. But it's going to be on Poe. Poe's going to wear it. And then Finn's also wearing one. And But they won't kiss. You're going to want them to kiss. You're going to feel like the story is leading them to kiss. They're not going to kiss. But you know who will kiss is BB-8 and that little baby droid whose name I don't know because I didn't look it up because I wanted to come into this movie not knowing a lot of stuff. They're actually going to kiss a lot and they're going to make a smaller, cuter baby and then it's just going to be a Russian nesting doll situation of cute little baby droids. Um, And then also, Ray is going to uh, probably have parents... Or something. Ugh. Who knows. But yes, this movie will be Return of the Jedi in that it will be spiritually Return of the Jedi more so than a shot-for-shot remake. Earlier what I said was a joke. I was just kidding. But I do think that Force Awakens was, an, was a new hope. Last Jedi was like Empire because it was a good movie. And this is going to be the cap to the trilogy. And I think a lot of people are going to really like it. Um, and I think a lot of people are just gonna be like, eh, it wasn't as good as it could have been. Um, I feel like me personally, I'm going to like parts of this movie and probably not like other parts of it. I haven't read any reviews. I've just seen headlines of reviews and they have varied wildly. Um, but it seems to be the general consensus is that it's just mixed reviews. Uh, but I'm excited. I want to see this movie. I like Star Wars. Um, I love that little BB-8 guy. I am excited for Star Wars. The end. How Star Wars is it? 
Well, that was those. <laughs> yeah, there was in mine, Mike. There was some sort of wide-eyed mm-hmm. optimism that it was going to be sort of a, oh. a polarizing flick, but that you know there was going to be some good and some bad. Right. I think that is exactly the feeling I had. As you can tell by my questions, I was being a little funny and silly, a- unless you cut a bunch of it out because it wasn't audible or funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, it, it, I had the same. I was like going into that movie. I was like, I have. Pretty low expectations. I'm sure it's going to be kind of a mess because it's a Star Wars movie. Yeah. <laughs> but boy... Uh, oh, oh, you know what I should also say before we get into anything? And I mm-hmm. think, you, you know, you and I talked about this during the day-to-day. Josiah yeah. and I basically G-chatted each other the entire day-to-day. I'm not sure I did any more than like 60 minutes of actual work <laughs> at work today. <laughs> um, but... Uh, I, I sure don't want to just sound like an angry, straight, white, adult man on the internet. Yeah. Um, I, 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 suffice it to say, you and I were both fairly disappointed. <laughs> yeah, we were disappointed in this movie. I think, and I, I don't want it to sound like that either, and I think that the, we're going to you know do some stuff a little later to try to sort of shake that. And like we are going to give our honest opinion about the movie. We're going to try to limit ourselves to not rant too much. Yeah. Yes, I think though. I even that made the suggestion we should each have like three or four little thermal detonators that mm-hmm. have a ninety-second timer, and if you want to do a, like a complaint rant, you have to turn on one of those and turn mm-hmm. it off before it goes explodes. Yes, but then that's like math. <laughs> I think either of us <laughs> has a thermal detonator that we can then throw at the other one if we yeah. see that something is going too long. Right. <laughs> right. Um. But the one thing I want to say is that I think there is a difference between these sort of like. <sighs> mouth breather like fucking asshole mm-hmm. star wars fan who like right. didn't like force awakens because like it's too much the originals and then didn't like last jedi was because like th- they did not all this my luke dumb Skywalker. stuff yeah no i don't like luke and like also like and also like even going back to when force awakens first came out and people were like pissed that there was like a a, a woman as a lead and like people of <laughs> color right. in she parts. didn't even have like a toy for a couple of months yeah like you know there's people who get mad about star wars because they have an idea of like a nostalgic idea of what star wars should be and it's that it should be the original trilogy and like that's it and i think that our i want i think we do set ourselves apart a little bit and that I think our criticism comes from a place of a little more create, a little more creative of a place. Because I'm not like necessarily yes. mad about, like I'm not fucking mad because like you know they cast an Asian woman. Like some people, like these fucking <laughs> assholes are. Like the asshole right. white guys on the internet that are complaining about Star Wars are the ones complaining about literally the worst fucking things. Yeah, right. And uh, and Mike and like our complaint, I think, with this movie is that like, well, it was kind of a letdown as far as like plot goes and and like uh, keeping threads from previous movies and sort of like it did it was a conclusion and it did wrap things up but it i don't it didn't really do it in a satisfying way and i think that's a little different than the last jedi because the people who were complaining about the last jedi were complaining because they were like it was too different it uh, upset my expectations right and i think the difference here is that this movie didn't do that and like it just succumbed to fandom but i'm getting ahead of myself so like we were we we were both disappointed by this movie to say the least hey you sweeties so this episode gets a little negative and ranty uh and mike and i don't want to be like that we want to be forces of positivity in your life and so mike and caitlin you'll remember caitlin from our guest uh 
at, you'll remember Caitlin as our guest from the Shark Tank episode, have recorded some moments of positivity that I'm going to uh, disperse throughout the episode when things get a little too uh, annoying white guy talking about Star Wars on the internet. All right, guys, enjoy. Sorry about uh, the episode. We just we just really didn't like this movie too much, huh? All right, enjoy the rest of the episode. Yeah, and it's interesting, actually, that you mentioned The Last Jedi multiple times because I have not seen a review for this movie that doesn't like mention The Last Jedi at least once in every paragraph because I think... Yeah. Uh, okay, so you and I both are fairly outspoken about liking The Last Jedi, loving it, in fact, and a lot of people don't, and I have a hard time not just saying, like, well, you're wrong, <laughs> but, yeah. uh, but, but, you know... You know, you can like what you like or whatever. But The Last Jedi was the first time in this franchise's history since Empire Strikes Back that they were like, hey, what if, like, we didn't just rely on the merit of the movies before this and we, like, explored some new philosophical territory? Mm-hmm. Um, and that... Uh, that manifested in ways including things like Luke Skywalker is no longer this sort of like mythical like AFI top 100 heroes of cinema yeah. type legend. He failed and uh, uh, succumbed to fear and despair because of that and then overcame it. You know, like it had like something to say about heroes and 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 character arcs and yeah. all sorts of stuff. Um and and then this movie is is one that so so uh, I I thought about this movie today from an improv point of view all day long because <laughs> yeah. um, after Force Awakens, which was a very thankless job to reboot a franchise for a new generation, and J.J. Abrams did it marvelously, um, and he left a million dangling threads, and then it then was Ryan Johnson's job to take those threads and do with it what he saw fit. And he did. Um, and then afterwards, J.J. Abrams, thinking of it as like a three-line scene in an improv show, it's like J.J. Yeah. Abrams began the set by saying like, hey, look at the ground. What is that? And then Ryan Johnson was like, that's a bunch of dog shit. Because J.J. Abrams didn't name it and identify it. And then J.J. Abrams is like, no, 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 that's buried treasure. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Like, well, no, it's not. He just told you it's dog shit. <laughs> it's, it's disappointing. And I think this movie holistically fails in a lot of ways. Um, there is, uh, which, I, this, and this is, like, to bring it to the, the, you know, I think we were talking about how Star Wars it is along the way. This one's tricky about how Star Wars it is, because I was talking to Mike earlier today about how, like, this must be how people felt when, like, the prequels came out and when they felt disappointed by the prequels yeah. and sort of, like, like they like that and even the people who felt disappointed by the last jedi sure but but even no but like even but no not that because at least the last jedi was like no, a well-made okay. movie <laughs> cuz yes no and it was beautiful yeah, I and think it had you can, like striking photography i think you can not like the last jedi for like whatever stupid chauvinist or racist reasons or whatever the fuck um or just like you know fanboy reasons but i think even then you have to like there is you have to admit that like this is a beautifully shot and like memorable right movie and stuff and there yeah. are segments of Rise of Skywalker that that look like a very cool Star Wars movie, but even just in general, it's just a mess. And I think that like, yeah, I certainly didn't leave the theater like with moments that I was like, oh, that remember that? 
And I think that's what makes this hard about like saying how Star Wars it is, is because this is an example of a disappointing Star Wars movie. And like there have been disappointing Star Wars movies before, Lots. but <laughs> to the extent of which it had to cap off a, a nine episode series, technically. Like, here's Mike with a moment of positivity. I'm really excited to go see Cats, the movie. I don't know, man. It's, it's, and, and especially with how much, how many cool chances that Ryan Johnson, I think, took in The Last Jedi and the cool plot mm -hmm. things that he tried to do, especially with like Ray's parentage and stuff. The fact that, like, in all the reviews I read too, and like I, I, we were talking about this day as well, it really does feel like the only way he could have more explicitly said fuck you to Last Jedi would have been to like, literally yeah. say it because like rose gets sidelined entirely and and it is like just about laughable in fact our theater had a couple of moments and it was a fairly full theater that people like laughed at like yeah not like the comedy of the movie but like shit that was like oh my god really yeah. like when the, like... they were basically like rose you coming and she was like no i can't <laughs> yeah like I'm like grounded. freaking J.J. Abrams' friends from Alias and Lost had more screen oh time God. than uh, the main one of the main characters of The Last Jedi. Dude, Charlie from Lost. I know his name is Dominic Monaghan, but I mean, like, he was the character Charlie from Lost. <laughs> yeah, it, I, I, honestly, like, I'm tired of J.J. Abrams casting his friends in these roles because it is more distracting than it is fun. Yeah, because it's like that's just the guy from lost slash Lord of the Rings. And then that's right. just that one guy from heroes and then alias before <laughs> that, like right. fuck off dude. It's so like all of that. And then especially the stuff with Ray's parents, there was, so like I was one of the only people in the theater. I had two, I had a couple of laughs that were genuine laughs at jokes. And normally they were C3PO jokes. Cause I think there was a couple of was very funny in this movie. Yeah. There was some really good three PO bits um, that I laughed out loud at. And that was like genuine joy. Cause I was like, nice. There, the only other times I had audible reactions were groans of despair. Yeah. And it was whenever fucking it was revealed that Ray is a Palpatine. And then later, whenever she, whenever Ray and Kylo kissed, both of those times I oh, went, oh, yeah. I, like, I remember out loud like, went, like, having to take my glasses off after that. Cause when that scene happened, I like smacked my own head and it smeared my glasses. <laughs> it was so frustrating. There was so much of this movie that was. It felt like J.J. Abrams went on all the Star Wars Reddits and found the stuff that people thought would be cool in the movie. Right. And then just paid lip service to all of it, but yeah. then ignored the, the stuff that would have been, like, kind of actually cool and risk-taking. Like, right. for some reason, he fucking gave us a Ray and Kylo kiss, even though there's, like, they had chemistry, but not, in my opinion, not really in a romantic way and a very much, like like these two people are connected and have a, an intense relationship. And it's very weird right. that they would kiss after fighting and killing each other. Multiple yeah. It times. was very bad. And then, but then also like the, the, like the fandom has, has for since force awakens been like, Oh, Finn and Poe absolutely like love each other or like have a crush on each other at least. And yeah. like straight up those guys in force awakens, even though they share like 10 minutes of screen time have great chemistry. And so like for some reason, JJ Abrams read only the straight fan fiction and then didn't read the gay fan fiction, I guess. And so like <laughs> there could have been a fun, interesting choice made. And then he went with every time, every Mike, you might have to get a thermal detonator out because every time <laughs> that JJ Abrams could have made or, and, and the writers of this movie, the directors, people made this movie. Every time they had the chance to make a creative fun choice, they made a boring, 
cop-out choice yes. that, that was pandering to fandom and nostalgia more than it yeah. was trying to make a good story. Yeah, man. It it was like somehow like the the as it were highest stakes ever and like just fucking yawn. Yeah. There yes, like, this movie never yawn stopped. Fest. This movie was a fucking no. action packed never stopped, but the entire time I was I've like never, I don't. I've never been more like bored during something that never has like yeah. a boring part. I I literally I texted Mike and like one of my major takeaways was I was like, that was a joyless movie. I did not feel <laughs> yeah. a single thing. Like, and I don't know. I have some friends who really love Star Wars that actually did like it and like said they cried and like, and I, I truly, it's like you said about people who don't like Last Jedi. At this point, I do not understand that viewpoint. I don't understand how people could yes. watch this movie. I think the only way I could see it is that like it is a cap to a series and it does wrap up some storylines the end like it does do that yeah i don't know and and i think once again i think i'm trying to like i guess trying to give myself as much like um push myself away from the angry white guy on the internet thing but this is mike with another moment of positivity i just had a really really good breakfast of chicken and waffles (laughs) i think like the reason people your anger (laughs) because once again people the reason people got mad at last jedi was because it didn't meet the expectations of what they wanted i think that's right. The reason that I am upset about because it did a bad job of telling an interesting story. Because I think, like, even with the Last Jedi complaints, like, even people who didn't like it, I don't know if they can actually argue that the story wasn't interesting or that like chances weren't taken. And that I th- right, but like in this one, okay, Mike, talk. The thermal detonator is going off, and I'm exploding myself. Yeah, no, I no, I hear what you're saying. I I think it's like um, you know, JJ uh received he 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 caught the kickoff. And and ran the ball to the 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 twenty five yard line, and then Ryan Johnson was like, "Oh, cool, interesting. We we have a lot of way to go, but I know a bunch of really interesting trick plays." And pulls off some stunts, and he gets it to the opposing team's twenty five yard line. You know, he gains yeah. fifty yards, and then JJ is like, "Oh, great. Hey, thanks, Ryan." And then he just picks up like a tennis racket and hits a baseball into a basketball net. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, and and while what he's happened? doing that, you're he, playing three different sports, JJ. And while he was doing that, he also took the football and then threw it back to the 25 yard line where he had gotten it and was like, right. we're just going to throw it back there. But also, I'm not going to do anything to move this for. Oh, th- yeah. He was just taking the easy way. He, he uh, it was a safety. Yeah. Nice football <laughs> joke. Because <laughs> football. The the way that this movie, I think, fails the audience in in ways that former Star Wars movies have not, uh, because not every Star Wars movie is good, and we've talked about that before. And like that's the thing, and we will get to, and like I think we're gonna get to a point, like we're not gonna talk about how bad this movie was the entire time, because I know we know some people enjoyed it. I yeah, don't know, and why. it'll get really tiring to hear. It'll get us yeah, basically you'll, 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 just you'll get bored of hearing it, hearing it. Our own thoughts and reviews we've read all day. Yeah, and listeners, if you did like it, like please email us. Cause I think I would like to hear some of the positives that people have. Yeah. I would love to hear that actually, because I, uh, did my very best to take as much stuff, like cool stuff from it as I could. Mm-hmm. But you know, like I have a much easier time, uh, f- thinking about cool stuff to take out of the prequels because there's just like so much of that, like, big picture George Lucasiness of the prequels, even yes, though the yes. dialogue and the CGI is like bullshit. Yes. It's like, oh wow, an underwater city. That's neat. 
like as an idea. Yes. So, so, so go like um, the fact that you mentioned the prequels is, is where I was going next because this movie fails in a way that previous Star Wars movies haven't. So like the initial trilogy, every movie is like at least good. And Return of the Jedi is like goofy and also just sort of a rehash of A New Hope. Um, but it was like fine. And it's also has the, the benefit of being an older movie. So like people have had enough time to like get over it yeah. and just like it. The prequels were trying to tell a story that wasn't a good story <laughs> and was done in baffling ways that didn't necessarily make sense. But you couldn't argue that the reasons they were doing it were anything outside of just George Lucas's creativity. Like he wrote right. those movies. That's he had, right. a, he had a story in mind for the, for the prequels and was it a good story? Did it make any sense? No. Does George Lucas know <laughs> what makes what, why people like Star Wars? Maybe no. I was reading an article <laughs> about right. maybe his, no his, his like plans for like the bigger tri- like you know series and everything. And this dude like at one point was actually thinking about telling the original series from the point of view of the aliens that are actually connected to the midichlorians that actually control everybody else. Oh right, like. George Lucas has a very heady idea in his mind, I think, of what Star Wars is actually about. And it is none of the stuff that makes people enjoy Star Wars. But that being said, he was telling a story and you can't argue that it wasn't like a George Lucas story and a George Lucas vision. I think the, the way that Rise of Skywalker is different than the prequels or even different from Solo, which I think is the closest thing that I can think Mm. of to like something that sort of missed the mark. Yeah. Is that this movie was entirely it felt I felt like it wasn't it didn't even JJ Abrams didn't even like deliver on stuff that he set up in Force Awakens. Like he set up or in The Rise of Skywalker. Yes. Mike again with another moment of positivity. You ever watch The Bon Appetit Test Kitchen Gourmet Makes? So good. You could watch all of them. You'll like all of them. <laughs> like when when Poe's about to, or when Finn rather is about to get sucked into the sinking field, and he's like, "Ray, I have to tell you something." And then they fall in, and then they are actually alive, and they're okay. And then they're like, "What were you gonna say?" And he's like, "Oh, later." And then later, someone else yet again is like, "What were you gonna say?" And then by the end of the movie, he doesn't say anything. It is like that is like the most minor of offenses in this movie, but it is just sort of evidence of like, no. did you guys read over the script no, it, before it, it, it went to like final shooting? And and, and and I don't even think that's minor <laughs> because that is a huge thing, especially because there's a rule of threes that they missed out on. Yeah, like exactly. Fucking give us the thing at the very end. And like maybe it's in a fucking deleted scene somewhere. But if you're gonna give us right. all this bullshit about like these shitty random like love like half assed love things, which this trilogy has <laughs> right. been amazing in that, like not a single one of its like like possible relationships actually works. Yes. Not like yeah, literally that's not a single one. It's actually been kind of compelling. <laughs> yeah, and I actually like that because it's like nice that there's not a romance, but the fact that they tried to sort of shoehorn like several into this movie was mind-boggling and frustrating yeah. and especially because they never fucking committed to a single one of them even no even ray and the, kylo like, they Harry didn't Harry russell to. character and the the, uh, the other woman who used to be a stormtrooper which 
the idea of a bunch of other former child soldier stormtroopers like kind of revolting, that's kind of neat. That's but, compelling. Like, we didn't meet her long enough for me to A, remember her name, and B, to care about her or her and Poe, or f- her and Finn, rather. And then the Carrie Russell character, the same thing. Like, that whole sequence could have just not happened. Now, yeah. I love I love me some Babu Frick. Yeah, Babu Frick fucking but, rules. But the the like MacGuffin chasing of the first like half of this movie that was like, okay, we gotta get this thing, and then they get the knife, and then it's like, oh, it's in a secret language, but 3PO can read it, but 3PO's not allowed to say bad words. Yeah. <laughs> so they have to go to like uh, a droid breaker. And at that point I was like, wait a second. Like, write better. Because yeah. if it's a matter of, like, reprogramming a droid, everybody on board the ship knows how to, like, build a ship out of wood. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. This and universe also, is famous for everybody knowing how to do shit. Why, <laughs> why is something stored in a droid's memory bank and you are not able to access it? Aren't yeah. you at least sort of a hacker? <laughs> well, it, it's, it's, it's baffling. Like, it's like this movie... We talked about this a little bit in this in the Marvel episodes we did, but it's like because Marvel copied Star Wars and now Star Wars is copying Marvel. Right. And it's like this movie, it's like JJ Abrams was like, "You know what everyone loved about the last couple of Avengers movies? God. The fact that they had to go find those stones. Oh That's what God. everyone really liked." Yeah, dude. And for like, some reason, I, I was thinking today that that whole sequence of like find the thing that tells you where to find the thing that tells you how to get to the place. I was like, is this, is this a fucking Count Dooku, Django Fett, Zam Wessel, big robot yes, with yes. bugs in it? Like slugs? <laughs> what the well, hell? And like, it's, it's like, that is a, that is a, that is a fucking video game quest line or yes. a like entry level D and D campaign yeah. where like your DM has, doesn't have a lot of experience yet. And so he's like, it's a plot. Yeah, it's like it's all right, you're gonna find this thing. thing. Like, don't do a plot, do a scene. Like, do yeah. If we don't see, if if you do a herald and we actually only end up seeing four scenes, and you don't get to beat three and pay everything off, that's okay because we want to see characters interact with each other and like have discussions. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> have, so have there, a relationship. The, the, other, the other thing about this movie that was once again mind-boggling was that it it expected me to. It, it literally took everything. Okay, okay. We got the main trio, which I love each of these characters, and they are all each interesting and compelling. And they're, But the weird thing about Rise of Skywalker was that each of their relationships changed throughout the movie and was like weird and inconsistent. And also, in fucking Force Awakens, Poe and Finn spend approximately 10 minutes together until the very end. Right. Ray, and Fi- uh, Ray and Finn spend more time together. I don't think Ray even meets Poe until the very end, if I'm remembering correctly. In The Last Jedi, Poe is kind of by himself for most of that movie. Right. And Ray and Finn... And he's dealing with being like a hero and a, yeah. a flyboy. And Ray and Finn kind of get to be together for a little bit, but then it's really Finn and Rose, and then Ray kind of doing her own thing. And so we never got the benefit of this trio actually being together and bouncing off of each other. Like right. you get in a new hope and like you get an empire before they get split up in empire and everything. Right. And the, and then in rise of Skywalker, it took both what JJ did and what Ryan Johnson did and was like, no, I know that we've never shown you that they are mm-hmm. like a uh, best friends, but we're going to tell you they're best friends. But then it also yeah. won't be 
convincing. This is me, Mike, with another moment of positivity. Go check out Two Man Hammer on YouTube. They're going to be future guests of this show, and they just released a really, really funny Star Wars-related music video. It's called Please, parentheses, use CGI to bring my dead dad back to life. It's great. Check it out. <laughs> They're best right. friends. They'll bicker with each other, except then they won't. It's so, <laughs> dude, I don't even know. I feel like I'm so in the weeds right now because I only got four and a half hours I'm of sleep last night. I'm having a hard time, night. too, because there, there's there's a lot that I really just didn't like. But the biggest two things are, one, the Emperor is in this movie. So stupid. Let alone that he's, like, centrally important. So stupid. And then, two, that Ray is somehow inexplicably his granddaughter. So stupid. So stupid. We don't even need to get into the fact that we see that the Emperor's, like, weird, like, magic occult, like, cathedral has, like, a big tank full of snoke heads. Is he making bootleg toys like me? I think maybe. Like, does he maybe. Have, like, a snoke mold? Because he should have made a better mold. That guy's face is fucked up. Also, <laughs> also, and we don't even have to get into this, but, like... Why is he making fake Snokes when if he's apparently alive, he could just come back as himself because he was the most powerful ruler of the, gal- right. of, the, of the galaxy anyone's ever seen. And then he used the Dementor like energy suck. Yeah. Like he needed that, but they didn't even necessarily say that he did. Like, it, And also the dyad. All, What's that? All of the stuff involving the Emperor, every single part of it, I thought was just fucked up. Like it was somewhere between like the witch king of Angmar from Lord of the Rings and like weird, like tertiary game of Thrones stuff. And then like just Voldemort. Yeah. And like, that was what is so like compelling about Palpatine, even through the prequels that are largely kind of rough. He's just like a manipulative politician. Yeah. He's a puppet yes, master. He also has like scary magic powers, but like, the the force like the the ability creep in this movie was just absurd. Like he could shoot yeah, and like lightning that could basically be it. Like his lightning hands in this movie may as well have been their own Death Star. <laughs> and like and, and, and he brought I, down like nine million ships. Yeah, and I do like I I think that if they had done a better job of maybe and like I mean it I don't think the Emperor should have been in this movie. Period. I think that if At like all. they had done a more compelling job of giving us a reason why all these force things were happening and these big because I love a good cool force power, and I don't mind introducing new force powers necessarily because yeah, like I, right. I think it's a, I think it's fun but like having it come out of nowhere from the fucking emperor, who in the past has only ever been like a puppet master and then occasionally will come in and lightning someone, yeah, is not satisfying on so many levels because there's no build up to it and I think that's so much of this movie was not satisfying because it was trying to be like, Haha, look at the thing we did. And, you, and it's, you're just like, well, what, what, what led up to it? Why did this happen? Because nothing in the last two movies would lead me to believe that this is the thing that should happen. Yes. Right now. It's kind of what we were just talking about on the episode that came out last week. The, um, the, uh, uh, April fool's day, like lying isn't a prank yeah. or like, uh, or, or like, uh, like the Bob's Burgers reference I made of Linda up front saying that she's not the murderer in the dinner theater play, and at the end she's like, "Now I am." <laughs> like, yeah, well, like, and, this and was like that. This was like, but 
uh, the the throne you've been looking for this whole time, the Sith throne and like the Sith fleet of 900,000 ships. Like, no, no, no. We didn't know about that or think that was even a possibility. This isn't Mm -hmm. like a reveal. This is just like, what if there was a monster with a tornado for a head? Yeah. If J.J. Abrams actually thought in when he was making Force Awakens, if J.J. Abrams actually w- thought that Rey was Palpatine's granddaughter, if that was the actual plan he had in mind, I will eat my fucking hat oh, because yeah. there's no way that he thought that and then didn't tell Disney, who is controlling all these fucking movies, that then let Ryan Johnson make the sequel that then said no, her, her parents are just nobody, which is more compelling because it's more compelling that anybody can be a Jedi and anybody can be a hero. And, and then for him to come in and just... hear that message and understand the movie that was The Last Jedi as J.J. Abrams and then go, eh. How can you, not even that, how can you see any movie ever and not yeah. understand that, that it is more compelling for someone to be plucked out of obscurity than for someone to be a bloodline and like chosen one stories get old in general. And the reason why is because especially if they're chosen because of some like stupid bloodline or some weird thing like that, that's, we don't like that, especially in fucking like post, uh, 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 like Royal world where like, we don't like Kings or Queens and, and like it's fucking America and shit. Like, no, we don't want there to be the Emperor Blood. It's way more compelling. I, I made the comparison to Mike earlier. The, the way this movie went is like if Into the Spider-Verse would like where the whole theme of Into the Spider-Verse is like anybody can be under the mask. Anybody can be, uh, you know, Spider-Man, which is cool. And that's like part of the reason why Spider-Man is a cool character. It's like if if in the end of that movie, Miles Morales pulled off his mask and then was like, actually secretly I've been white. And also I am Peter Parker the whole time. Like, and it's not that intense because obviously there's different, like, you know, uh, things going in there, but it's like, they set up this whole thing. Like anybody can be a hero. And then at the end, go be like, Nope, actually only certain people can be the hero. And how JJ Abrams could, could think that that is the, the most interesting choice is mind boggling. Okay. Well, we should talk about the, how Star Wars. The Palpatine bloodline is Palpatine Ray. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's not, not like, like he's he any. He came from a bloodline. Yeah. Yeah. Just also bonkers. like it. Let's. It's just. Let's... I I think we really need to just give it a rest. I guess at this point because yeah. I'm just gonna keep going, and I really like I said I really don't want to like. No. Be a, I don't like, want to. I don't want to. Fucking downer. Hey everyone, this is Caitlin with a moment of positivity. Just thought I would list a couple things that really make me smile. Dogs, pizza, guacamole, sprinkles, sparkles, and Mike Gospel. Bye! Uh, so before we jump into the Sarlacc pit, uh, let's take a listen to what we recorded after we saw the movie. I will tell you ahead of time, I planned on doing equally fun and silly questions, and then I was just so tired. <laughs> yeah, mine's kind of bleak for the same reason, but enjoy! Hey, this is Mike again. Um, after the movie, you know, before the movie, we did all those funny questions where I, and they, they weren't very good, you know, like they were, they were fake questions. They were silly, you know, like silly make ups And now it's 11.30 and um, it's over. And I, I guess that's my question. It's over? 
That movie made me stop believing in God. That's Delaney. This is my gospel for how Star Wars is it. Uh, we're done. We're we're stopping the podcast. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, reaction to my predictions. Uh, I was right. I guess it, they did. It, there was Return of the Jedi. They did Endor, and there really were Ewoks at the end. So that's wild that's that's just kind of wild um I, I said that as a joke and there were so that's crazy um yeah man I don't know it sure was a movie and I don't know if it's the return of the Jedi or of the franchise or maybe it's the revenge of the Sith but I gotta drive home it's 1.45, and I got to process. All right. All right. How Star Wars is it? Can we jump into the Sarlacc pit and have some fun? Yeah, and mercifully, to ads? mercifully, let's go into the Sarlacc pit. Yeah. Okay, jump. We. We. <laughs> we love you, and may the merch be with you. That's right. Hello, Hizmi's listeners. It's Josiah. And, and Mike. Mike here in the ad break to talk to you about our merch. We sometimes mention it at the end of the show, but we have merch. We've got several cool designs on our Tee Public store that you could get on a shirt, a sticker, a mug, whatever you want. Mike, what are some of those designs? Oh, we got Star Wars is Chili, the classic Skyline Chili logo reappropriated to our show. We got just straight up Hasui. We've got the logo for the podcast. There's a lot of designs. And we're always making new ones. They're always cooking in our brains. So go to our social media, Twitter, uh, Instagram. Uh, go to the link in the bios there because that'll take you straight to the House Star Wars is a store on T Public. And it helps support the show. That's right. Bye, Bye. babies. How Star Wars is it? And we're back. So we're going to do happy. I'm I'm happy and I'm not tired and defeated. (laughs) That's I think that's another Uh, thing that's like hurting our uh, performance, as it were, right now because it is pretty late at night. The night after we both stayed up late, you of course far later than me, but like we're both just like I. uh, This already made me so tired. What now we have to relive? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm mentally tired, and now I'm physically tired. Right. Um. But we're going to do a game, and this game is more of just an exercise in positivity. Because it's funny It's funny because this movie is not necessarily maybe worse than some of the prequels. I think in some ways it is. Um, but like we have given the prequels sort of an interesting pass on this podcast. Because they're not necessarily good movies, but once again, they're pretty Star Wars. And so I think with uh, we are able to be positive and joyful about some aspects of the prequels. Um, and so we're going to try to do that with Rise of Skywalker. Yes. Uh, we, we are going to alternate going back and forth saying things we liked from Rise of Skywalker because it is uh, so exhausting to give in to your hatred. Yes. Okay. So do you want to go first or should I go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, all right. You're going I, I to steal the easy one. To this one, but Babu Frick all goddamn day. Dude, that guy rules. He was just so cute and funny, and I certainly like him more than Baby Yoda. I know Baby Yoda's like the cute meme right now, but he doesn't like say stuff, and Babu Frick says stuff. 
Dude, I loved Babu like, Frick. Yeah. <laughs> and whenever he like introduced himself to C3PO, it was the yeah. cutest fucking thing. It was so great. I love Babu Frick. He now, rules. Do I think that entire sequence could have been cut? Of course. Absolutely, sure. And would I have missed him if I didn't even know he existed? No. <laughs> no, for sure. He was great. Do I think he would be a bigger deal if Baby Yoda didn't exist? Sure. Um, yes. But yeah, Bobby Frick rules, absolutely. Uh, he's a cute idea, cute character. I love a little dude. He looked also very practical effects. I don't know how much of him was, but he looked very <laughs> not, uh -huh. He looked very practically. All right, my turn. Other cute thing in the yes. show. Dio. Doe? Yeah, I, that was my number two. <laughs> yeah, Dio. I like the... I, in this, I, I don't want... Gosh, it's it, it's hard to do any of these without an asterisk. Um, yes. Because I like the idea of Dio. Do I think that we needed to sideline R2-D2 so we could have Dio? Not necessarily. Um, right. Do I like the idea of a droid that was treated badly by its owners and has some hangups? That's a compelling idea. Do we ever get to see anything deeper into that? No. No, right. He was like cute and interesting as long as it took to like then be like oh he knows the secret to whatever I don't even remember which secret he knew everything he in this movie is just like a fucking like lockbox but yeah he's 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 cute he's cool he like says he has little words he says and it's fun yeah that's fun and I liked him it, like you could also tell he was an older droid like just like an older style of droid I thought that was right. neat and that goes into something I might come into a little later if you don't say it. But yeah, I think like there are some characters in this movie that are cool and fun, but very few of them actually get enough screen time or enough like characterization to make them completely compelling, which is right. the asterisk on a lot of these. Um, it's your turn. Yeah, no, like even the main characters in this movie don't have uh, much to for us to be like, oh yeah, I know what that character is about. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Um, but so that brings me to the next one. C-3PO, I thought was as fun and funny as he was in like Empire. Yeah. Like he wasn't a, a goofball joke like he was in the prequels, um, but he had some like really fun comic relief moments, which I also, I'll just bunch this in as the same item. I thought the line when they get back from that like, fucking cockamamie light speed jumping chase sequence which don't even get me started but <laughs> when uh they land and and uh poe is like it's on fire uh it all it's all it's all of it it's all on fire <laughs> mm -hmm. like there was funny comedy i guess is my thing i'm saying yeah no there was some fun there were some good bits and um, i think a lot of the good bits came from sort of the the charismatic actors you know um, right, but yeah, I, I also had three PO down as one of mine. I, I think his arc was interesting. I like like the idea that he sacrificed himself was very cool. Once again, the asterisk being then it's all washed away, literally like you know twenty minutes later. But whatever. Going off of Do a little bit, I think the character designs in this were very cool, um, mm. as they always are. Uh, the I think the new characters, I think first off the new costumes for everybody really worked. I really liked everyone's new, uh, styles. Um, very toyetic, very fun. <laughs> the new characters that were introduced apparently just to give Finn and Poe a heterosexual love interest for some reason God. also looked cool. I liked the stormtrooper, former stormtrooper lady. Like the fact that they had like 
old rebel gear as like armor and stuff. Yeah, they were like wild people. Yeah, like they, they were like, you know, putting together stuff from the land, like all the salvage. Like that's neat. Fucking Power Rangers Carrie Russell lady, like cool costume, cool thing, cool helmet. She's the Boba Fett or Captain Phasma of this movie because she never does <laughs> yeah. anything, but it's like that's a cool true. look. Um but yeah, I mean I think this like that's where Star Wars succeeds often is that the characters look fucking cool and are kind of rad and honestly their backstories are probably kind of rad but like once again we gave a bunch of people uh, introduced a lot of people into this movie that then we did not have time for like we already didn't have time for everybody um but gosh it's it's so hard to do this without an asterisk god damn it but no the fucking costumes were cool the character designs were cool uh interesting ideas for new characters if there were still expanded universe novels, you know there'd be some about that Carrie Russell character. Oh, totally. And they'd be fucking dope. It's your turn. I'm going to I'm gonna tag a couple of mine onto something that you said in there. I, one of my things I wrote down that I liked was just the acting. Like, they made... Yeah. They... It, it didn't just... I mean, the movie was a mess. But, like, without, like, an Adam Driver, say, to to deliver these lines and this sort of, like... Ray, I know the rest of your story. Like, are you kidding me? And he did a great job. And like, to your point about character design, I also wrote the big sluggy guy in the Falcon at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, yeah love that guy. <laughs> who was that? That was cool. Who, um, another who is one he? I have, I have a lot. Let me, I'm going to just rattle through some of these because a lot of them are just like uh, one item type of things. I wrote Wedge makes a not too gratuitous cameo, which was kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. I also sort of like the sequence of Luke and Leia like sparring with lightsabers like as they were training. Yes. I thought Let it me was tack like onto that. Com- what? Let me tack onto that real quick. Oh, oh yeah, I thought it was like completely unnecessary and unexplored and unexplained and yes. like come on, but it was kind of cool. <laughs> the one thing that that sequence does first off weird that her lightsaber was green in that scene and then blue later i don't know why that was oh different. i think his was green and hers was blue oh you're right you're it right. was I'm, luke's I'm dumb. return of the jedi lightsaber yes yes you're right yeah. that was my bad anyway the one thing that that scene did that I, and this is the literally only thing in the movie that retroactively makes earlier parts of the series better and makes sense is that we definitively learn that leia was training as a Jedi, and so is not only force sensitive, but like learned in force powers and shit, right. which makes her connection with Luke and how strong it is make even more sense. And makes the fact that she was able to like fly from the vacuum of space and save herself from death make right. more sense. Like, that was literally the only part of this movie that shined light on earlier movies and made it good make way. more sense. <laughs> In yeah. a good way, yeah. It was the only scene that did that. And once again, was it an entirely necessary scene? Absolutely not. Was it the only scene that made the previous movies look better? Yes. Weirdly right. enough. Not the only, um, but you, you know what I mean. Okay, okay uh, keep going. I have a note here that just says, did I already mention Babu Frick? Um, Babu Frick rules. <laughs> this one is, there were porgs real quick, but then my asterisk oh. was, but why weren't there the ones in the Falcon? Yeah, where'd they go? Um And then I wrote the other former stormtroopers I thought was like a cool idea. Again, not very explored, but um, it was a little obvious, but uh, Ray flying away in the Red 5 X-Wing was like kind of, it it was a nostalgia trip to be sure, but it was like one of the like 
more heartwarming ones to me than just an eye roll. Yeah. I also wrote, I'm kind of okay with the, like, force healing ability that we saw throughout the movie. Like, there are notions of that in other books and, and media. Shit, and I thought it was actually kind of neat. And to tack onto that, yes, because that is one of the other, the only things that this movie set up a convention that then pays off, because the fact that we see Ray force heal uh two like two thi- like first that weird snake and then she heals Kylo and so you're like oh okay well she this is sort of a new ability we haven't seen before which actually baby Yoda does right. in the Mandalorian um <laughs> right. but we see, you know we haven't seen it in a movie yet and like it is something that's been mentioned in like extended universe and like video games and shit um but it's a convention that's set up that then actually pays off at the end when Kylo brings her back to life and so I yeah, well, I like that force healing too because it's actually like, oh, we set up a convention that then we paid off, which is one of the only times right. it does that actually happens in this freaking movie. Yeah, um, yeah. Do you have others? I yeah. still have like four or five. I'll let me do one real go. quick. Uh, Ray's yellow lightsaber at the end. I was glad she finally made her own yeah, lightsaber. That was cool. I wish that she had made it yeah. earlier and we could have seen her fight with a yellow lightsaber. That'd been neat. Um, right. <laughs> The but she had to be every Jedi. Oh yeah, she was every. That oh gosh, I feel like this movie was trying so hard to do things that like Avengers Endgame did because like I am the yeah. Sith or I am every Sith and then I am every Jedi is such an I am inevitable I am Iron Man thing oh, yeah. that it's almost makes me barf. Okay, another thing I liked was BB-8 in general. It just as always, I love that guy. Oh, uh-huh. So now it's your turn. He's cute. Um, yeah, no, that um, I am every Jedi thing, just real quick, you can turn on a thermal detonator, <laughs> um, is just like, uh, no. No. <laughs> no. 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 Um, okay, cool set pieces. Okay, never mind. I guess I didn't have like a real thought there. Cool set pieces um, that I liked. I think the couple, there was a couple, I think this movie did not do a great job of creating memorable sequences uh and visuals i think the couple of ones were when they were on whatever the fuck desert planet that was doing the speeder chase there were some pretty cool sequences there with like the fucking color run exploding powder <laughs> i think that yeah. was fun the the whole like stormtroopers flying thing and how they dealt with that was some fun like shit uh the only other set piece i liked was the uh crashed death star big ocean thing like that was cool it wasn't the best lightsaber fight but it was like a neat place uh to have For that it. fight <laughs> yeah like the lava planet yeah Crazy. it rhymes hey star wars yeah. rhymes did you know star wars rhymes no explain that <laughs> well i would actually like to explain that to maybe jj abrams um man but yeah do you have it any more? It felt not even like fan fiction. It felt like a like a, a little kid with action figures. Yeah. Being like, no, well, but I'm um I'm every Jedi. Yes. So, so yeah, it's the it's the reason why D and D is fun is because there's someone there to make sure that no one goes. Well, I'm invincible, That's right? And like, the, right. <laughs> there was no DM to say that, so. Well, right. How many more do you have? Do you have any more positives? Um, I have uh, four or five. I, one of them is just that jump over that TIE fighter that we saw in the teaser trailer. Yes, that was cool. Very cool. Um, 
I wrote, of all the fucked up Emperor shit and Sith shit, I did kind of like the weird rig that he was hooked up to, like just from a visual standpoint. Yeah, it was, it was very cool looking. It was very GLaDOS, GLaDOS it, and Portal kind of thing. I don't know if you've played it. It like, didn't really make sense, and I hated his whole thing. <laughs> but like, okay. Um, oh, I'm coming around on the like, I can grab stuff from where you're standing because we are a dyad in the force. Yeah. I didn't like it when I watched the movie, but then I was reminded that like, that shit was done in Last Jedi yeah. a little bit, uh, I, and this is sort of like a logical step. So, like, okay, fine. So, yeah, tack onto that. I think that whole thing was a continuation of the connection they had in set in Episode Seven and Eight, and I think that's sort of a cool. Like, it d- d- does does in Seven and Eight does it lead me to believe that they are some un uh, previously unexplained new phenomenon called a dyad or whatever? No. But right. is it a cool no, idea God, that fuck. two Force users could be connected in some way, in this way that they are able to do that? That is cool. I, I did. I really liked that lightsaber psychic link handoff thing. Um, and then, like, uh, fucking Adam Driver's little shrug before he kicks the Knights of Ren's butt is, like, that's charming and fun. Uh, weird that he right. was wearing just a T-shirt in that scene, though. Uh, yeah. Like a long sleeve tee. That was kind of weird. Right, right. I also wrote, these are my last two, I guess, but one was that Han thing was kind of nice, and then I wrote, eh, whatever, like, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> that Han thing would have been then... nice if, like, it had happened when Han was alive. Like, it's weird that Han is not a Force user, but still got to be a Force ghost, and it wasn't a Force ghost, it right. was a memory. Like... like, I know they explain that, like, you know, he's just a memory or whatever, and it's it was more just, like, Kylo Ren, like, thinking as it, yeah, as opposed to... I, like I almost would have preferred, scene, like, a voiceover, but, you know? I don't know. Right. But then uh, the other thing I wrote was that light speed skipping as an idea is kind of cool, but then in practical, like, in actuality in the movie, I kind of hated it because, like, okay... Not to get all, like, bombs wouldn't fall in outer space because there's no gravity, but, like, okay, if you're traveling at the speed of light, precisely when you stop traveling at the speed of light is very important in terms of where your location is. If I'm traveling at the speed of light for, like, one second, I will be in a very different part of the universe than if I'm traveling (laughs) at the speed of light for 1.1 seconds. Real quick, I think that the solution for this lies in the last jedi because wasn't the sort of core conflict was the fact that the empire had developed a way to track where a ship would leave light speed yes okay that's so i guess every explanation but like if if there's i guess that every tie fighter has that (laughs) yeah and that they have crazy reflexes (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because they yeah. would have to know when they went into light speed and came out of light speed, and they would have had to do the same thing. Yet stayed behind the ship by at least a ship's length, so they didn't like run into it at full speed. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that like there is in universe stuff that can make that make sense. I thought sure. it was a fun sequence. It is sort of a nonsensical sequence because you're not really given why it makes sense. But it, yeah, it's it's fun. It's a cool way to start out the movie. And every time um, they come out of light speed, they almost hit a thing. <laughs> yeah. One thing I want to say, like, uh, if we're finishing up our positives here, is that, like, during my prediction and post-prediction, like, I thought that this movie would be Return of the Jedi, and, like, it is Return of the Jedi, and also the prequels. It's a combination of the two. 
But it was so it is so strange to me that J.J. Abrams' biggest critique from Force Awakens was that he hewed too close to the first one, and then for this one decided to do exactly the same thing for the entire ending set piece because you have a a ground team that has to go turn off a shield generator, except it's not a shield generator; it's a navigation thing, and then shit happens and they have to like change their plan and also the way they do it is by using old timey technology but it's not Ewoks this time it's horses but there are Ewoks at the very end and that's weird Um, and the Emperor taunts the hero by showing them the the conflict mm-hmm. above that he's really manipulate, you know, yeah. And there's people, I agree. there's people it follows in the, a lot ships. Of the same beats, but it also introduces an entirely new thing to Star Wars altogether, which is like there are Death Eaters. <laughs> yeah, no, yes, it is, it is, it is the same. It's J.J. Abrams trying to rhyme again, but doing it. It's like he's trying to rhyme, but he's rhyming the word like where with the word where, you know? That's hilarious. <laughs> It's like, hey, those do technically, they are different words technically, but they sound exactly the same, but Like, there's a new single by Harry Styles that everybody loves, and I think it's pretty good, but there is one thing in it that makes me not like it very much, and it's that he rhymes the word out with the word without. <laughs> and, like, that's the word out. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't count, buddy. That doesn't count. That freaking doesn't count, Harry. <laughs> like, you're a rock star. Yeah, like write a better song. Like take another draft at it and try to actually fucking rhyme, my dude. So should we try to rate it? Bring this motherfucker to an end. Yeah, (laughs) let me say one more thing. And my voice hurts. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Let me say another thing real quick, and then we can start rating. Um, one of the things I think I said about one of the things I think I said about solo that I think made sense was the idea that it is a uh cover and not a remix, and like a uh, not necessarily a good cover. Um, I think that was the terminology I used. It was the idea that like... That's smart, yeah. It was the idea like Force Awakens was like a fun remix, right? And it like kind of mixed up stuff. Oh, right. And like Solo was someone attempting to cover the Star Wars universe and sort of not doing a great job at it. Right. I think that what this movie did was it tried to do a cover of a remix. (laughs) And it did a bad cover of a decent remix. And so it's... Now a weird nothing. Yeah, that, it it is bizarre how a two and a half hour long movie that truly had everything in it, every single thing was in it. It's really every wild how that thing that I just described can be so nothing. It was nothing. <laughs> it like didn't except exist. for Babu Frick. He fucking rules. Yeah, Babu frickin' rules. Hey, you know, at least they gave Chewie a medal. After they killed him. Oh, wait, no, he's fine. He's fine. That was... Oh, by the way, fucking, can I talk movie, about the medal? Couldn't, <laughs> it couldn't stick to any choice. No, it was like, we never. killed Chewie. It was like, nah, just kidding. Never. Oh, C-3PO's memory is gone. Ah, oh, nah, just kidding. Like, fuck, dude. Yeah. Make a fucking choice. Yeah. I'm so... God, I'm so tired. And here's Mike with one last moment of positivity. We leave in just like one day for a whole week of doing Christmas-related things, and that's going to be really fun and nice. Happy holidays, everyone. Um, so, okay, two things about the metal. One, I'm fairly certain it was melted down and made out of the dice. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I just spit take wine all over myself. <laughs> But number God two, okay, this so... This shirt is ruined, Mike. This shirt is ruined. I'm really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Number two. Okay, this is getting nerdy, but okay, if anybody's going to be nerdy about Star Wars movies, it should be maybe a Star Wars movie. Chewie canonically got a medal. Yes, he didn't get one in that medal ceremony from the movie from the 70s. Um, and Michael Delaney at the movie made the reference of Maz as she handed him the medal was like, here you go, Chewie. Don't worry. I saw the first movie. <laughs> like, yeah. And, and, that was and like even about further, the movies. Don't worry, Chewie. I saw the theatrical release of yes. the first movie. But like, so if you're going to get nitpicky in canon, Chewie gets a medal for that, that mission, that battle. He didn't get it in the medal ceremony, but like in books and other shit, it is canonical that he gets a medal. So either Maz gave him another medal or she like was holding on to it for him for a while, or maybe it was Hans or something. But like, well, that's, and, and that's a dumb nitpick. That's a very, very stupid nitpick of mine. But like, did they not talk to a Star Wars like no. expert? <laughs> Yes, and Mike, this is we're saying a lot of things that we said in G chat. I think it's because we got out a lot of our we like, did. gripes. But this movie was a meta commentary on the original trilogy, right? And it was not so much a Star Wars movie as it was a movie about the idea of Star Wars, right? And which is good for this podcast. It's great for this podcast, and like especially <laughs> like stuff like the metal thing, like that is. That is a meta commentary. There is no yeah. reason in universe why Maz Kanata should give Ch uh, Chewie a medal. By the, the way, Maz reason. in this movie, who was she? Who was in she? In the first movie, the first time she was introduced was also J.J. Abrams. So he had some idea of who she was. And then in this, it was like, oh, sometimes I don't wear my glasses. And, uh, and also sometimes I I I'm not a mysterious. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I'm not, like, I guess it originally I was sort of this mysterious alien that didn't, like, you know, yeah. was sort of like this information broker and yeah, I, like, right. knows some stuff. Now I'm just a data analyst like, for a, a military. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, apparently I'm just part of the resistance now and, like, for no reason. And oh, we're which, never by the way, you. the resistance, how at the end of Last Jedi was, like, 15 people. Now it is a hundred million people. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and like the, even like once another reason, another way this movie couldn't stick to anything, even in the own movie where like Carrie Russell's character, you think gets killed because right, cause her planet got exploded. Her planet got destroyed, but nope, she's fine. She's and in, in the, fact, she's in the could ship. Could you imagine if she stayed dead? At least the one minute we got to know her, we now kind of feel sad. <laughs> right. It would have any kind of uh, impact. Like maybe you get a second of Poe being like, is she here? Right. This person that I didn't know before existed before this movie. Um, I have I God, have a dude, list I'm of so pros tired. and cons. I want to rattle them off of why I think this is or is not Star Wars. Hit me, hit me, please, please, like, please. Blitz through them. Okay, pros. They spent the entire movie answering questions we were not asking. <laughs> yes. As a pro, uh, Palpatine and how many times they said the name Palpatine. That was very prequely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, new lineage reveals that require all sorts of backbending and mental gymnastics to justify. A cute new droid. Planet-killing technology. Uh, ability and power just, like, amplification and creep into, like, godlike territory. Uh, it's no doubt going to be a controversial movie that some people love and some people hate. It's got nostalgia up the asshole filled with, remember this... It didn't really look like anything. Like, it was sort of a mush like the prequels and Return of the Jedi to some degree. But, you know, Last Jedi and Empire look like something. So that's kind of a mixed pro. Um, it was disappointing is kind of a pro. Yeah. Um, 
everybody is like chiming in on what they think. I guess that's kind of back to controversial. Big fat uh, fucking opinions. And boy, are there moments of sneaking around. Mm, that's very true. Cons I wrote down were it's more like it was like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah. Um, the occult or some kind of version uh, makes an appearance. It's just a big fucking video game treasure hunt mm-hmm. for most of the movie. There has never before in Star Wars, other than like non-canonical stuff that is actually clones, there has never before been a second Palpatine. As yeah. in like another member of the Palpatine family that we have ever seen. It wasn't very good. Yeah. Like it wasn't a great movie and it wasn't very well focused or it didn't have like a particularly like clear story. There were there was a major character that was completely sidelined. Like I don't remember that happening before. Maybe Jar Jar. Sure. And then oh I wrote what is Maz? What's her purpose? Mm-hmm. And then uh, I wrote a lot of tropes in concept, like planet killers and power creep, the things that I said as you know pros, but but they were so extreme that they didn't really feel like Star Wars. And I really don't want to sound like a fucking white man here. Yeah. <laughs> but like, that's how this podcast came about. Like, that's the premise. Like, people will see a movie and they say, like, oh, that didn't really feel like Star Wars. And we were like, what does that mean? Uh, so then we were like, oh, let's make a podcast about that. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I can't back that up with much more than just sort of like a feeling. But like, it didn't feel like a lot of the stuff in it, like shooting lightning into like, atmosphere and it taking down all the rebel ships but none of the sith ships like that does that that's not that that, what what are you talking about (laughs) so pros and cons wise i think the biggest way that uh, so yeah we should we should rate this we should rate this i'm gonna do my unit of measurement will be uh threads that i throw up in the air but and don't tie up in a satisfying way mine was gonna be um friends of the resistance ships but our scale only goes up to 10 and not 5 million (laughs) so mine's gonna be snokes being grown in a jar (laughs) there's yeah like tank snokes (laughs) to all those pros and cons that you said like there's a sense of this movie being like i i don't think uh, okay i i did a joke tweet earlier where i uh, separated the Star Wars movies into different tiers, and oh, yeah. it was like a it was a great tweet, and everyone should go like it. But in my opinion, there are now more bad Star Wars movies than there are good Star Wars movies. <laughs> uh-huh. And so this movie, you know, that's making me realize we haven't done a Last Jedi episode yet, and now I'm like sad too. Yeah, I know because this movie is now moving the chili in the direction of being a bad tasting chili. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because like all the it was prequ- like a passable chili before. Yeah, because now we have like just sort of fine. And like I'm not gonna go through the entire thing, but like we have the original trilogy, and I think Force Awakens and Last Jedi are all above average movies. I think that everything else is below is either very average or below average, which means that there are now. Uh, let me see the math: one, two, three, four, five, six. There are six. Average or below average Star Wars movies, and one, two, three, four, five good ones. So there are now more bad Star Wars movies than movie <laughs> movies than good ones, which means our chili now tastes 
is not going to win a chili cook-off, Mike. Yeah, we're going to have to recalibrate uh, our meter for God. this fucking podcast. I know. We already had to take it back to the lab, and we're definitely going to have to take it back to the lab. Okay, what is your rating? What do you think? So I'm having a hard time, and after all of those pros and cons I wrote down today, I was like, I don't know, like a seven? <laughs> but See, like, I think it might be like a six, maybe. Yeah. I, I, I think a I tentative thought, six. I thought as high as eight, and then I was like, no, that can't be right. So I was like, okay, seven feels right, because if if it was indeed just like everything, it, 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 it was trying to be everything to everyone, and it just nothing that can't happen. So like, yeah, it I think was, that's it the was biggest too reason. much of a movie like about Star Wars than it was a Star Wars movie. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's the biggest reason why it gets a six as opposed to like how the prequels end up being like very Star Wars. Right. Sometimes, even though they're also bad movies, is like this movie was trying to be everything for everybody and then ended up being nothing. And I think because of that, (laughs) like there are segments of each Star Wars movie that fall victim to that. Uh, Like even probably the good ones. There are segments of it that fall victim to that. But I think more often than not, most Star Wars movies, even when they fail, are trying to be something. Yeah. Whereas this movie was a nostalgia fandom fucking jack-off sesh. And <laughs> because of that, ends up getting a lot... I think that's why it takes it down to a six. Because, yes, it is a Star Wars movie. But it is, I think, maybe the least Star Wars of all Star Wars movies. Because it's not even trying to tell a Star Wars story. Right. It's trying to tell a story about Star Wars. Yeah, right. Yeah, it, it, you're right. It, it, like, by trying to be a 10 out of 10, it, it is lower than most Star Wars movies. <laughs> and, okay, we should wrap up because we've been going on for a long time. We have. And we're both okay, so I'm, tired. I'm okay with, like, a six. Yeah, I think a six is good. Hey, Sweeties, please email us if you really like this movie or if you think that this rating is or – if or, or even if you didn't like it, if you think it's more Star Wars than that, like, email us, let us know. Uh, you can find us online at agoodpodcast at gmail.com or at How Star Wars Is It on Twitter. We're also on Instagram. Mike posts cool pictures. Yeah, I just cool... posted my uh, Star 2D2, David Bowie R2D2 action figure, and I've been uh, getting DMs on Instagram. I'm selling a handful of them. <laughs> Yeah, it's fucking cool as hell, and it's a great toy, and Mike is literally more talented than I'll ever be in my entire <laughs> life. Um, but yeah, like I think that I want to, I don't want to, one thing I've said before and I think we should do is I think we should try to do each Star Wars movie once a year, depending on how long this podcast goes. And I think maybe that like time will maybe sort of mellow our yes, opinions about this it will. movie. We and saw maybe, this movie yesterday. Yeah, maybe, mm-hmm. we'll, we, maybe we will grow to not hate it as in the way that we don't necessarily hate the prequels that's how i was the second time i saw rogue one the first time i saw it i was just completely confounded by it that it exists and then the second time i saw it i knew what it was going in and then i was like yeah it's fine and yeah so like like we're gonna go we're gonna come back to this we'll come to that back this eventually we're gonna come back to all the movies eventually because we do need to like i don't know i think retool some things um, and we need to, like, go to therapy and, like, not tie God. our emotions up to a fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I am, like, very thankful that, like, I am uh, removed enough from fandom that, like, yes. the success or failure of a movie does not necessarily impact my psyche as much as I'm sure some people are impacted right now. That's just a blessing that I want to thank. Just, you know, I'm very proud that I'm at that place in my life. Right. Because <laughs> there was definitely probably a time in my life where that wouldn't have been the case. Um, one more thing, Mike, before we go, I want to 
I want to put out uh, one of my hot takes, and I think especially with the new shit about, and this is going off topic for a second, but the new like J.K. Rowling being transphobic tweet, like oh, confirmed yeah. whatever. Uh, this movie and that has confirmed my idea that everything should be public domain and anybody should get to write any Star Wars movie or Harry Potter story or Marvel story they want. And everybody gets to do it. And the best ones will just rise to the top, hopefully. And those are the ones that count. Yeah, that's my hot take is that all media should be public domain. Everyone gets to write a Batman story. Do you want to write a Batman story? You get to. Do you want to write a Star Wars story? Congratulations. Now you can. And it's official. <laughs> so that's my that's my hot take. I'm going to I will fucking die on this hill because the official creators of all these media are doing a bad job. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, and Disney it. owns everything and Disney owns Star Wars. And uh, uh-huh. that's why every movie looks the same. But anyway, you can f- I don't even care about our fucking like inst like twitters at this point i just want to go to bed <laughs> yeah uh all right adopt a puppy and start your podcast at anchor.fm oh shit the thing we always say we, we love you love you <laughs> and, and may, may the fourth be, be with you goodbye <laughs> goodbye and good night jesus christ i'm so defeated Mike, there was a sense of, after seeing this movie, of like, is there a point in having this podcast anymore? Oh, I know. I I know, man. I had so many moments of like, well, hey, you cannot like this movie. And I was like, yeah, but it does still exist. And by its existence, there are eight other movies that now mean something different. <laughs> like, Yeah, it's so frustrating. All right, let's go to bed.